You know what I mean? Like you're not calling people. You, it's like we're always in a group, and you can. Sh- Oops. Or Still there? Oh. oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry, I hit a button and it, everything went black. You you hit a button and everything went black? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I accidentally hit a YouTube video and it started playing uh, the United States presidents. Um, um, the, do you remember that old song, uh, Peach, Peaches, Peaches and... Oh, her? yeah. Yeah, millions of peaches, peaches for free. Anyway, yeah, this thing is all jacked up. I don't know what the deal is. All right, can you hear me okay? Yeah, it's recording. Oh, God, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Well, how, what was your weekend about? What did you do? Did you do anything? Uh, yeah, Sarah had play a play. Oh, cool. That. What did she, what'd she do? Uh, she did, uh, the Susical. The what? Susical. Oh, the Susical. Oh, I get it, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. It's a musical about Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, yeah. 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 It's like Horton the Elephant and all those uh. guys. Did they uh, did they go over the you know inconvenient fact that he's not actually a doctor? Uh no, I mean it didn't oh, have okay. Doctor Seuss in it. That would be, oh it wasn't a, oh, that okay. would be like a documentary music. Oh it wasn't a documentary. Oh okay. That would yeah, be just kind of that would be new innovative. Yeah, I just assume everything is a documentary because that's everything's a, a musical now. Have you ever noticed that? Oh yeah. Yeah. What they else have, is musical? They, they got have Mean Girls the musical. Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's like the only musical I'm interested in. I love that movie. That's just that's such a great movie. You're trying to think of things that uh, would make unlikely musicals or think they <laughs> shouldn't make musicals about, and we agreed that Schindler's List would not Schindler's be a good musical. Probably not. Yeah. Um, the first Evil Dead movie, not no, not a good. There's certain scene Next that you don't want to. Necronomicon. There's just one scene that makes me uh, uh, uneasy about uh, recommending it to anyone. I can't recommend that movie to anybody because oh. they get to that one scene and they're like, "Why? Why did they recommend this? This is this is terrible. Like this is not this is." Which not good. one is the with the first ones? I thought the second one was the one where it, is that the one with Bruce? What's his name in it? Campbell, Bruce Campbell. They're both at Bruce Campbell. Oh, okay. And yeah. he chops his hand off or something? Yeah, the second one is where he chops his hand off. It's pretty that one is pretty great. It's a little campy, but yeah. So a demon um a demon takes hold of his it possesses his hand and the hand starts attacking him. It's very funny. And uh knocks him out and then he uh he like captures it and he pulls out a chainsaw and he saws it off. And while he's doing it, he's yelling, who's laughing now? Who's laughing? That's so crazy. So you can make that into a musical. Number. Yeah, and, definitely. And like him yeah. and the hand, there's like, like a guy oh. and a hand. Oh, that would, yeah. They'd be dancing they dance. on each other. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Who's yeah. laughing now? Oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Hey, we need wow. to do this. We need uh, to do this. Yeah. Yeah, they did it. I think they did a musical of, um, Another favorite of mine, which is um, well, a little shop of horrors is already a musical, but yeah, 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 that's a great one. Yeah, I used to make fun of people who uh, like musicals, and then I realized a lot of the stuff that I like are musicals. So <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get over the 
is like Hamilton. Hamilton is fantastic. Little Shop of Horrors, one of my favorites. That's about it, actually. But oh, those are the only two musicals. Yeah, yeah. What other horror movies would be good? Um, would be good musicals. Um, uh, definitely not The Exorcist. I don't think you know. Um, yeah, you could do it though. You could do it. You could yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know they they cut out that. Do you know about the scene they cut out of The Exorcist? No. There's God, what do they cut out of the yeah, exorcism? Yeah, exactly. There's a I can't watch that. It's so frightening to me. I can't I haven't I haven't seen it since I was, you know, whatever, twelve when it first came out. Oh really? Um yeah, it is so terrifying to me I can't I can't even deal with it. But um but apparently there's a scene where she's walking backwards down the stairs like a crab. And uh yeah, I don't I don't need to see that. I'm okay with that. But it would be great in the music. Yeah, it's all turned around. Oh Lord, don't don't even yeah, don't start oh. with me. Let's see uh um they I don't put, know. But, like it like have the people in the front rows <laughs> wear like slickers and you know oh, God, like, yeah. <laughs> soup everywhere. Yeah, yeah. like a, like a big head could come what out. Happened to yeah. What happened to Gallagher? He was I like don't the think coolest. he's dead. So. Oh, they probably killed him, yeah. Some watermelon, you know, just uh out of revenge, killed him. Y'all, do you guys remember Gallagher? There's a great, um, there's a great video. You got to look this up. There's a great video with Joe Rogan and um, um, Carrot Top, Carrot oh. Top, and he says that you know he was kind of inspired by Gallagher right. because Gallagher was like you know a prop comic, kinda. It's a little different, but that's kind of what he was. Anyway, he said he was inspired by him, but when he met him, Gallagher was a real jerk to him. <laughs> he was like, you stole my bit. And he's like, no, not really. He's like, you know, what, what I do is a little different. Like, it's physical humor, and I have props, but but I like I, I you know I make clever like you know phrases out of visual things. That's not what you did. And I guess Gallagher was a real jerk to him. It's, it's pretty funny, but um, but yeah, you could. Yeah, we should just talk about our favorite Joe Rogan uh, 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 videos that we've watched. Just, I haven't, I haven't just... seen any. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not a... jumped on that train yet. Yeah, Jess uh, on the last podcast was like, was like, I can't really talk about Joe Rogan because unlike you and Matt, I don't really listen to him. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know that Matt listens to him. I ha- In the past, I used to listen to him. When I was um, when I drove a lot because his podcasts are like super long and they're and they're kind of interesting, but they meander a lot and uh, and I, I kind of lost interest. But uh, but yeah, I have this listened is before he took off. Yeah, uh, right before Spotify. Yeah, 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 yeah. When it was just a regular podcast, though he, you know, he's been popular for a long time. Like he has been the most popular podcast for a while. But uh, sure. but yeah, now I just watch the some of the short videos, and they're still pretty good. But man, a lot of them are are just really dumb BS. Like he has uh, he has a lot of um, like you know, alien architecture kind of stuff. He has a lot of like. People talking about doing ayahuasca. How do you say that? I don't know. It's like a, it's a, it's a drug that makes you hallucinate and whatever. And you know, the Indians and Mayan country or whatever. I don't know what it is. But anyway, there's a lot of that, and I'm just not. That's just not, you know, that I care much about. Um, only, only uh, occasionally does he veer into politics, and then he's just like this weirdo. Like he's, he's still leftist, you know, but. Like he said, he voted for Bernie Sanders, but I think the left has gotten so crazy that it pushes him into the right occasionally, and people act like he's right wing when he's not really. But like Elon Musk, like Elon Musk, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. Like we're all. I, I, I this is kind of driving me crazy. Like it's definitely fun to see you know people on the left going nuts. Like like uh, their world is ending, you know. Um I guess it is if your world is Twitter, but but it also is a little unnerving to see people on the right act like this he's our savior and he's going to yeah. save us all like he's, him. he's not right. conservative. No, he's he's not. I mean, he's only in so far as you would say, you know, anybody who's a businessman is can be, but but yeah, definitely not. So I don't. It's just weird. I don't. I don't think it's going to turn out the way people expect it to be. He's like know, he's concerned. Like I like money. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's fine. That's good. You know, I like him for what he is. But but people are a little a little crazy. I don't know. I feel like yeah. They're like really looking for a for a savior. And it's like guys, we this is I don't know. That's not how it works. Like 
America, you know, is is good because like we all uh, just do the things in our regular lives that keep keep it going. You know, you go to church and you pay your taxes and you work and, you know, hopefully pay lower taxes. But but like that's the stuff that really keeps America going. It's not whether or not some idiot is uh, some doofus is going to free up free uh, free speech on Twitter. I guess the thing that drives me um, drives me crazy about Twitter is everybody pretends like, you know, no matter what, it's the end of the republic. Like, oh, it's the end of democracy and blah blah blah. Like, how long has Twitter been around? Like, seriously, you know, it started in 2000. Huh? Yeah, 2007 it's or something. 2006, I think. Uh, 2006, 2007. And then when was it really taking off? Like 2009, 2010. That's when like most of us yeah. got on it. Like, guys, you know, we had free speech before Twitter and we'll have it after Twitter. Like it's, you know, that's not to say it's you can't complain about it being unfair. I, you know, I definitely think it's unfair and I think we should complain about that. But, man, to pretend as if democracy in the republic depends on the existence of this pathetic social media, you know, platform is like, oh, it's so navel gazing. Like it's so I think what it is is these people they have to believe their tweets are super important. So, you know, then you have to believe that Twitter is super important. So it's like, ugh, it's kinda well, their their whole lives are wrapped up in social media that Yeah, I think so. It's right. it's become I mean, it's over a decade now, so I mean for Facebook and Twitter. So you can't yeah. I mean it's like I mean, that's where you save all our pictures and all our yeah. memories and stuff. And it's just that's where we communicate now. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've all, you know, that's absolutely true. Like, we've all gotten it's become convenient and that's where we interact. And it's great. But, you know, I mean, if you took down Facebook tomorrow, the democracy would survive, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the republic would continue. I mean, it's, you know, it's fine. Oh, oh, just just responded. Oh, that was like five minutes ago. Let me see if she can come on. Can you come on or no? All right, I'm going to write this down. So if I need to edit this out later, I've man, I do so few edits now. It's insane. <laughs> I was just talking about this to someone unnamed about uh, how I used to have to write down all the expletives. Holy moly, man, that was like ridiculous. <laughs> Good lord. You had like a, a, a long yellow memo pad. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, you know, it was kind of funny at first, but man, that got very tiresome after a while. It was just, uh, <laughs> and it wasn't the curse words because we curse on occasion, but. It was the racial epithets that really. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, We could make a racial epithet uh, musical. That would be fantastic. Okay, it looks like she can't. Oh, she's going to pretend she's going to pretend she made dinner. Um, Let me ask you this. Did you see my little uh, poll that I posted out there? Yeah, you said something about uh, do you do do people still cook? I think. Yeah, I I really so this let me tell you what happened. I like uh, there was some kitchen you know thing that I needed, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll just go down to whatever. I'll go down to Home Goods and pick one up. And I go to Home Goods first because I have stock in Home Goods because I love that store. But but uh, went there. Never, literally never heard of it. Oh, you got to go. Well, I don't know if you'd like it. I love it. I love it to death. But um, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a Hobby Lobby for other stuff. I go there for pots, for planners and oh, pots. Like They're for just food like, and stuff. Uh, well, yeah, for kitchen stuff. It's it's like decorating stuff. Oh, okay. but uh, yeah, so they have furniture. They have uh, um, you know, all sorts of all sorts of stuff. But I go there for the for the pots for my plants because they have like cool pots. Oh, but, so not like pots you cook in. Oh, they have that too. Yeah, oh, it's just I like need a, a frying pan. Oh yeah, go there. Yeah, they have great stuff there. Um, they what they do is they have like slightly better quality stuff than like a Target or uh or like a Walmart or definitely Walmart or like a you know Kmart or well Kmart's don't exist anymore. But but anyway, so I went there, looked for the thing, couldn't find it. I was like, all right, cool. So then I went to I don't remember. I think I went to Walmart. No, I went to Target. Went to the Target and uh, couldn't find it there. And but I noticed that the 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 food prep aisle, like the food prep uh, 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 stuff, was a lot 
smaller than it used to be. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So then I went to uh, Walmart, and that was shrinking too. And I thought, man, this is not a coincidence. I think that I think that these department stores are Rick recognizing that people just don't cook anymore, and so they're not buying the utensils that they used to, and these things are shrinking. Now, that could just be where I'm at in Southern California because people are lazy bastards. But what <laughs> is what is your sense about that? Is, do you think – is there any inclination that you think I might be right or, or no? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, it is more convenient now to go and just order what you want and have it delivered to your house. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it depends on where you live. I think in a more yeah. populated place like – like where you are, uh, that it would uh, it would be easier because uh, there's more services that will yes. deliver. Yes. Where right. where here it's not as much. There's right. not as many delivery services. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like you don't live in a in like a super rural area, but it's like like yeah. half. It's half rural, right? Like it's right. approaching. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, I just think, but but, uh, I, but definitely people cook less than our parents' generation and right. their generation before them. Yeah, this is one of those sticking points that economists, you know, point out to when, you know, the younger generations are whining about how they can't get ahead, and they're like, look, you know, one of the big differences between people, our parents and us, is that they rarely ate out. Like it was just not a thing that they did. It was special occasions and, you know, the wealthy people would would eat out. But I think even then they, they wouldn't eat out that much. And we do it a lot, like a lot more. And I think it's partly, you know, more women are working and so it's harder for them to cook. But I also think that it's just not a source of pride for families and for women anymore to be cooks. Like it's just not a thing, you know. Um, and so I think it's kind of passing out, but I think you're right. I think it's regional, you know, like here, dude, where I live, it's freaking crazy. Like I get offers from so many food delivery, like it's dumb. Like I'm just eh, whatever, you know, but, um, but yeah, you're right. I have way, like I have tons of services. Like if I wanted something delivered, I could, you know, have it very easily. Um, some places you don't have that. So I think you're going to be, you know, you're going to cook, cook uh, at home a little more. And sometimes I'll find this like when you're going shopping for meat, especially it's like, man, the prices are just as much as if you ate out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I've noticed is, uh, is I, I I really avoid uh, McDonald's. I, I really just don't like it. Um, like if I have, like I'll be forced to go some just cause it's last minute and it's the easiest thing and whatever. And I'll go. And the last few times I've gone, I've really regretted it. Cause I'm like, dude, like it's so expensive. Just go to a regular fest, like a regular restaurant. It's, yeah. it's really crazy. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of nuts. I bought a, a pork roast today, a pork loin or pork roast. I can't remember which one. It was like 20 bucks. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Meat is, uh, yeah, meat is skyrocketing. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, and, uh, inflation is just is just really terrible. You're gonna, you know, I think people are seeing that in their groceries and and everything else. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, finally all the spending is is catching up to us. And I don't think it's going to get better for a long while because we've been, you know, the government has been spending like crazy. Um, I, uh, I I noticed it, you know, even like people who really just did not deserve money were getting money from the government. <laughs> I was like, man, what is this? Like, these are middle class people. They're fine. They don't need, you know, your freaking. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why I got money. I was like, why am I getting money? But I'll yeah. Take- all right. Well, then. All right. You broke the seal. I didn't want to mention it. But yeah, I got like <laughs> a bunch of money. And I'm like, um, I re- like I'm doing fine. I don't need this money. You know, I was like, what the hell? Like, it's it's kind of and I thought, man, if if they're giving me money when I'm doing OK, like, you know, it was a hardship to to work through the pandemic and all that. Like, yeah, I know it was tough for you. For you, it was a it was a personal imposition, though. Right. Like financially, it was fine. Is that right? Oh, or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our business was booming. Pharmacy, yeah. Anything. Yeah, healthcare. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For other people, you know, it was tough, but like I I did okay. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't hurting. 
and they're sending me like yeah they're sending me like you know food food uh, uh vouchers and whatever i'm like what why are you doing this and so that made me think if they're sending it to me they're sending it to everybody like me and that's a lot of money and that's why yeah. you know, we're paying for it with inflation now now they're gonna do it with college tuition I oh man don't even get me started i that gets me so upset like you don't even know how i mean is that gonna that happen or is that so so here's the deal. I really think that the process is working out the way it should, because if it were up to Democrats, if they had 51 votes in the Senate, they would have passed this already because this makes their constituency super happy. Right. It's all the, you know, all the liberals who have liberal arts degrees and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they uh, they 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 they're basically getting a handout from the government. So here's the deal. Biden uh, said, oh, OK, I'm thinking about doing this. AOC is pushing it. The stupid squad is pushing it because they're all, you know, whatever, overly educated yeah. leftists. Um, and uh, and it would help their constituencies. It wouldn't help the common guy, you know, wouldn't help the guy who became a plumber, wouldn't help the guy who became a construction worker, wouldn't help the guy who, you know, I don't know, did any kind of construction work, any kind of like labor with your hands, like it would screw over them. But, uh, but anyway, so they announced this. Half of the Twitterverse went crazy, and and you know some good politicians too. Some Republicans were just like, "Look, this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense." And here's why, you know. So then Biden was like, "Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm thinking about maybe fifty thousand. You know, 50, I'll, I'll forgive fifty thousand worth of of debt." And everybody went crazy again. They're like, "Look, that's insane. Like you're giving." tons of money to people who just don't need it like you're talking about the middle class you're talking about you know people who have decent jobs and so so now he got it down to 10 grand and i'll tell you what like i'm still against it but if we have to do any any uh, anything about this like because the stupid democrats are in control that's the least damage you can do because 10 grand actually does help um the the people who a lot of this debt is people who went to community college didn't like it didn't do anything for them and they left and they end up with like about the average is thirteen thousand dollars in debt that can really help them you know and, and that is the the lower rung it's not middle class people it's not you know people with uh, phds screw those guys like anybody with a phd like f off you're fine you can pay your stupid you know uh um, debts don't give me that crap like the rest of the country has to pay that but if you if we're forced to do it because dems are in charge then that's the least damage you can do i feel you know in my my limited understanding of of the issue so they might get that through but i think Demo uh, the republicans might drag their heels on it because they know that if they um you know if they drag their heels and don't let it go through then that's going to be one less reason for people to vote for uh for democrats so i don't know it, it if the, if that goes through i'll be like yeah that sucks but that's okay it's gonna help me but i'm very much against it that's Wait, the thing like i, I have how do some, they how do they figure out who gets it do they just yeah yeah so they have like this formula and uh i just had it saved um so so what it would be it's like anyone who makes less than uh if you're a single person and you have ten thousand dollars debt and you make less than like a hundred thousand dollars i think um they will just ex you know uh, pardon it but it's not really that right what they mean is the taxpayers will pay for it which is ridiculous so are they just going off sally may loans or oh um yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly that detail, but they, I think they, you know, there's a government loan aspect to it. Yeah, because I, so, I mean, we all had college debt and yeah. paid it off. Yeah. I mean, heck, my my daughter's in college right now, and she's right. paying hers as she goes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh no, it's it's just uh, it's just like everything else, you know um. This is this is like why I'm opposed to all of this stuff. Any time that you're writing policy where you forgive like short-term gratification for the sake of long-term like grief, it's like you're you're just gonna habituate people into this, you know? Like it's it's just bad. I don't ah, it just doesn't make sense to me. And and like I said, I have a little bit uh, that I'm still uh, paying off, and uh, and this would help me, but I don't give a damn. 
if I, you know, if it were up to me, I'd vote. I'd vote against it, and I'm advocating against it because it's dumb, it's stupid, and and there's all these people who were like, like, oh, it's not fair, you know, these 17 year olds, 18 year olds, they didn't know what they were doing, and they were pressured by society. Now, like, there's true, that is true, but I don't care. It's still a good lesson for you. Don't sign on the dotted line unless you're gonna freaking pay your loan back. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah. So I, I, I just uh, I'm very much against it. Um, and and they act like, you know, 17 year olds, 18 year olds. They're talking about us like they're talking about our generation. It's our generation who who did this at the, at the highest peak of like society pressuring you to go to college was us. And, and then right after that, people began to question like, oh, is this really worth it? Because like half of America has bachelor's degrees like there's, no, you yeah. know, like the the it's not it started being worth less, not worthless, but like uh, just having less worth because so many people had them. And now we're questioning like, oh, maybe not everyone has to go to college. Like maybe that's not the great the greatest thing, but it's still not a good idea to let people off the hook because, look, once you do that. Then other people are going to be like, what the hell, man? Why am I paying my mortgage? If this, you know, loser who signed up, to, who said he was going to pay back his loan, it doesn't have to pay it. Why do I have to pay back my mortgage? Pay off my mortgage, you know? No, it's just a bad idea. I, I'm, I'm very much against it. Um, and they pretend as if 17 year and 18 year olds were just like these, you know, uh, um, deer in headlights. Like, well, you had your parents, you had people around you. And if they you know, pressured you to do this and they co-signed, then they should be paying for it, not the taxpayer. It's, uh, ah, I'm very much against it. I just, I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, what, I mean, what, what's the deal with, uh, with, a don't really want to work or is it, is it a job, the, the people, the labor shortage? Can somebody explain that to me? <laughs> so, so there has been. Uh, well, I'm the only one here, so I guess I'm gonna okay. try. Yeah, I've been trying to figure it out, and uh, and there's a lot of like, you know, misunderstanding. Because I don't believe it. the thing about oh, well, people are lazy or they're getting uh, uh, money from the government. I don't think it can't. It can't be. That. Okay. So, so statistically, it doesn't appear like that's the case. Here's what's actually happening. This is nuts. If you look at the statistics, I forgot. I just, I just read a great article about this. that pointed this out. They're like, they call it the Great Resignation, but it's really not that. What people are figuring out is that whatever job you're in, actually, you know what? It's you. You did this. Oh. It's, it's, it's people who are figuring out. They're like, man, I'm sick of my job. I don't like working here. Here's another job that that might pay me better and might be better for me. So screw it. I'm gone. That's what's happening. It's not people like just abandoning their jobs and going on welfare or whatever. There's some of that, of course. There always is, you know. But generally, the great resignation is about that. It's about people – the 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 uh the jobs market is getting tighter but because of that jobs are getting better wages are getting better benefits are getting better and so people are looking around and being like man i could get a i could work i, I could get a better job if i if i you know uh, uh quit my job here and and go over here so that's what's happening and i think there's a i think there's a um kind of a crush at the bottom like uh bartenders and servers and all that kind of stuff those people are like oh you know maybe i can be a secretary somewhere maybe i can be you know just one rung up and and so that's where at the bottom rung that's where you're really seeing the loss of uh of of labor because those people are just getting better jobs they're moving on so overall it actually seems like a kind of a positive thing it's just tough on on um on uh, uh, companies, you know, on bosses trying to get workers, but I think it's just sorting itself out. Um, so I, you know, it's it's not like, great. Like ours, our place that I work at, we paid more yeah. than than the average, and we still yeah. having trouble finding people. Yes, right, yeah, and the, and that's just, I think that's just going to happen more. I think you. You know, the, the shortage is is really just people quitting and trying to get better benefits and better uh, better pay. So. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not quite what people think it is. Um, and uh, and all of that is kind of good. You know, that's that's kind of why we have a housing shortage is people are are making more money. And so, you know, the millennials are finally like, oh, I want to buy a house and they're all going out and buying houses and that's driving up the the value of of homes so um 
so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's actually a lot of positive stuff in the in the economy, but I'll tell you what the the you know as with everything, no matter what happens, it really does seem like the poor people just get screwed. <laughs> <laughs> like it's sad, but that's the case, you know, like if you're poor and let's say you can't find another job, let's say you can't move from where you're at for whatever reason, let's say you're taking care of your family, you know, your elderly parents or whatever, you have to stay in the place that you're at. You're kind of screwed because even if there's a better job, one, you know, a few towns over, you can't move. You got to stay where you're at. Um, and so it's the people at the at the bottom who who are having a really tough time. And I think, you know, the rest of us have to have sympathy and compassion for 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 their situation. But I, I think for a lot of people, it is just getting, you know, getting better, actually. Um I'll tell you what, the older people are just killing it. They're the, they're the 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 generation like our parents. Oh my gosh, yeah. they own all the, they own all the freaking real estate that's like, you know, skyrocketed in value. And they they're retired. The, yeah, they're retired. They own all the stocks. Like, holy crap, stocks have taken a dive a little bit recently, but overall they're still way up. And um, there's this thing that people talk about. They're, they they say that. You know this this generation is dying the uh, the boomers and uh, and they have 70 trillion dollars of of wealth and they're gonna pass it on to their kids and to their grandkids it's gonna be one of the most massive transfers of wealth in human history and you know like what's gonna happen I I, I feel like that's kind of a good thing you know like these these old old codgers are uh, having having a great time with their life, but they're they're passing on, and now um, everyone else is is going to get an opportunity to, you know, to advance in wealth. So um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm generally pretty positive. I think there's a lot of people who are, you know, a lot very negative about about stuff, but overall um, things are pretty are pretty okay. Pretty okay. <laughs> and you you wouldn't want to live like. A- some third world country or I mean, that's the thing is, look, inflation is hitting everybody. So where would you rather be in America or in freaking, you know, well, I'm, you know, take your choice to pick your, pick your, yeah, right. Even Canada. Did you know that Canada's uh, housing market is way worse than ours? Like it's skyrocketing. I think it's mostly Toronto, but, but there's like a, it is, man, it's tough. I mean, it's, it is getting to the point where it's like, oh, okay, we might be seeing some revolutions at a certain point because it's just getting, getting, you know, really bad. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just know I'm not buying any Tesla stock because that guy's nuts. But <laughs> you think, you think he can turn Twitter around and make it make money? No, I don't think so. And, uh, and I think, I think it's because Twitter's basic business is flawed. You know, um, I don't think that we'll use it if you double the ads on it. The ads on it are already annoying, and he needs to like increase the ad revenue by 33%. And I just don't see that happening without him ruining the the service. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he will. I mean, the the right wingers are all happy because they're you know all the right wingers are going to get back on, on Twitter. But that's yeah, that, that's, that's like a very small you know. Um, that's a very small like, demographic. Oh, they're they're lifting the bands because I've gotten so many more followers. Like no, yeah. there's just people coming back to Twitter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's it's great for people on the right, and it's you know we're going to get a lot more follows and retweets and whatever. But that's a small part of Twitter, you know. Um, the vast majority of Twitter has nothing to do with politics, and uh, even less so, oh, yeah. you know, right wingers. So, so um, I don't. I mean, uh, they make it sound like we're a huge part, but no, that's the yeah, that's the deceptive part that I I really don't like is they make it sound as if we're you know we're the we're the majority we're the silent majority like in a certain way we are but not on twitter uh, you know just it's it's kind of silly i don't know most of it is just kind of dumb but but anyway how's uh how's louisiana looking like what's the economy like people suffering pretty bad or uh i don't know it's always doing bad when you got health care as your number one you know, yeah job maker yeah it's not a good thing so yeah, you, you, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you know where I saw that is actually in uh, in upstate New York. Um, 
before I left, I was like, uh, you know, it was pretty social, socially, economically depressed. And what I started to see is um, they had a lot of um, clinics and a lot of, you know, hospital specialties. And that's great. You know, the people need it. And it's good that the government is, is providing the services and, and the, you know, in combination with the free market and whatever. But yeah, when that's your biggest industry, you're like, oh, that's not good because that's yeah. not that's not productive you know that's just you know money money that the government is giving to people to get their their health the health care which is good but it's not like a not like a business you know um like a regular business so um yeah did you did, did you get to watch the draft are you happy about your bills uh i'll tell you what i'm not as i'm not into the draft as much as somebody like you because you you watch a you watch college football, right? Yeah. Yeah. I see. I don't. So I don't know the players as much, and I'm just not as, not as, not as into it. But it looks like you, you like predicted the first two picks of your team, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, cool. I, I didn't predict them. That's the ones I wanted. Oh, okay. Got it. And, got it. And they, and they, they have like it's kind of cool. They have these mock draft simulators, and yeah. you can just run it. And uh, then you can pick whatever your guy wants. But the annoying part is everybody posts theirs to to Reddit, and people are like, "We don't care about your mock." Draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that gets me. It's like there's so I don't know. Yeah, that's weird to be. You know, there's just so many permutations and combinations. I'm like, I don't care, man. After the first, you know, six or seven picks, it's just it. It just seems random, or it's just I, uh, I don't. Know. It's I guess the way I feel like it. It's a very it's a mathematical equation for me. Like there's there's so little that you get by putting in so much effort. It's not worth it <laughs> to me. Yeah. But uh, you know, but I like the memes. The memes are funny. I guess the Patriots did a very bad job, and that makes me happy because I hate the Patriots. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know what the... they did. They they drafted another quarterback. Oh, they did. I thought the first one was a it was it was like a, a wide receiver, but he's like super old or something. Yeah, oh, I forget. Yeah, drafted, but I, I was surprised they drafted another quarterback after they just drafted Daniel. What's his name? Oh, Daniel um, Jones. Is that the guy for the Giants? I can't I, no, Daniel Jones is Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You're talking about quarterback Bailey Zapp. Zappy. Yeah. A backup for Mac Jones. You're talking about Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac yeah. Jones. Yeah. 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 You're right. That is kind of like a like a vote of no confidence, right? Whenever yeah. you. Yeah. I think the I think the Patriots are flailing. I think they they're like they're not sure what they're doing. Um, it makes they're me great, super super happy. Enemies. Yeah. 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 Um, everybody's saying the Jets did really well, which kind of worries me, but I don't know. They're just perennial, perennially crappy, so should be okay. And then how did the Falcons do? Uh, I don't know. They did, probably did horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. I, I wanted to ask you since you're, uh, since you're a YouTube university, um, um, you know, graduate, uh, you just love all the videos on YouTube. Are you still doing YouTube or no? Yeah, I still watch your videos. Yeah. Um, I saw a really good one that I thought you might like. It's, um, it's the man who like killed millions of people accidentally or something. Have you seen this one? It's, I want to try and find it. So, so, uh, oh, I shouldn't ruin it for you, but it's a, it's a, it's about a chemist who, um, who invented, oh, the man who actually accidentally killed the most people in history. It's Veritasium. Actually, I don't want to ruin it for you. I think I want you to watch it and then uh, let me know what you think. Cause it, uh, it makes some very interesting conclusions about, uh, the crime rate in the, in the 1980s, if you remember, um, in the 1980s, uh, crime was just like skyrocketing, and it was so bad that people were just like, "This is uh, this is like the end of the republic. Like it's just so awful that you know they're really worried about um, about what's going on." And uh, and then out of nowhere, 
it started going down. And there's all sorts of theories as to why it went down. Um, one of them is like the broken windows, you know, thing that they did in New York City where they were just they were just uh, uh, fixing everything um, and hoping that to get rid of crime. Um, there's a really great um, there's a really great uh, uh, thing from uh, what is it called? Uh, Freakonomics. Do you do Freakonomics much? No. Okay, they have a they have a, the, a chapter in their book where they talk about um, how they believe that it was actually abortion that led to the decrease in crime. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, tw- so 20 years um, before uh, the the skyrocketing in crime, um, or the decrease in crime, sorry, was Roe versus Wade, and so that allowed um more you know women to abort their children and you know statistically a lot of those children are going to be born into into bad situations you know like um you know crime ridden stuff and drug stuff and whatever and so these authors they didn't claim this they just said look we want you to consider the possibility that maybe crime dropped after the 80s because a lot of the a lot of the uh, 20-year-olds that would have been committing crime were actually aborted right after Roe versus Wade. I was like, whoa, that's kind of wild, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, look, if it's just true, then you have to just say it's true. They they said at the end, they're like, look, we're not saying this is good or bad, but if this is what happened, then you have to ask yourself, you know, is it worth it or is it not? And and that's a different question, you know. Um, for for us, of course, it's not worth it. Like you deal with crime, you know. But uh, but anyway, so this video has a has a separate explanation uh, having to do with this chemist and uh, and how he uh, he screwed over everybody. And uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts about it if you get a chance. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll watch it. I saw Have the, you? I, I see the video. He's got a big thing of ethanol. Yeah. 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 What he's gonna do with that? Yeah, you're um you're definitely um a little little better at at chem- chemical stuff than I am, so you would know if they're if they're full of it or not. Um, <laughs> what did you have you been have you been following the Johnny Depp trial? Uh, well, I already I was already following it when it <laughs> before the trial happened, so I knew all the the claims and everything. But yeah, I haven't watched the trial at all. But I knew uh, she was abusing him. And, yeah, uh, I didn't know about him getting his finger cut off or whatever. That was kind of oh, wild. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that was new though. I think that was that was known before. It was just a more like elaborated on the in the trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think this is a good development for men's rights, right? Yeah, <laughs> we we need that. I do I do think you know it's kind of a thing that people joke about, but. But it's true, like, you know, men who are abused by women, it's kind of a stigma. Like, they don't they don't report it. They don't talk about it. It's an underreported crime. And uh, and feminists and others roll their eyes like, oh, who cares? Because, you know, statistically, they're right. Mostly it's men who are abusive to women. But yeah. just because that's the case doesn't mean that we should look the other way when when women are being, you know, physically abusive to uh, to men. And especially because. You know, a lot of these cases, they're using the fact that society, um, you know, uh, sides more with women in order to to abuse men. Like they'll say, you know, like, oh, go ahead, call the cops. They're not going to believe you. I can just tell them that you, you know, that you beat me or you did this or you did that. And and I do think that that happens, you know, and Johnny Depp, that that seems like that's the case. He literally said or she literally says to him like she has he has her recorded. Where she's like, what are you going to do? Is Johnny Depp going to tell the cops you got beat up by a woman? Is that what you're going to do? And it's like, wow, like that's very manipulative, you know, that's really messed up. So. um, So, yeah, I think these these kinds of things are kind of good for society, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, you you don't you if you see I mean, uh, I've seen those videos before where they they show like a, a, a woman hitting a man in public and uh nobody does anything but yeah right they show a guy like rear back like he's about to yeah lay one into her she they they like a bunch of people come to her rescue right 
I mean, not that either one of those is acceptable. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But, but uh, it's just interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a double standard, and uh, and society pretends as if it, it wants to do away with the double standard. It's just like, look, there's a double standard, and there's a good part to it, and there's a bad part to it. There's a trade-off, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but you you want to acknowledge that there's a bad part to it. There's there's an injustice that happens, and then try to limit it as much as possible. Not just pretend that it doesn't happen because it absolutely does. You know you. You do have uh, uh, wussy men who are beat up by women, though I don't know. Just beats me up on a, on a yeah. regular occasion, and yeah. and that's you know. But uh, but yeah, what else have you have you seen in the news that was interesting to you? Um, uh, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of Christian podcasts and reading some books and stuff, so I have. What's going uh, on? What's going on in the Christian world? Uh, Are you still just, fighting with Catholics? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I read uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book. Uh, oh. The cost of discipleship. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a classic. Yeah, I'd never read it before, so I thought it was pretty good. And his story's kind of wild, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, no, just uh, you know, read. Reading stuff and listening to stuff about the, uh, about that. So. Oh, cool. Good. It's probably better than obsessing about politics. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, man. I. I honestly, I can't remember the last book I read. It's been a. It's been a while. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so and that's not the same as reading, as we've all established. But. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> there we but, go. Uh, there we go. There we go. Had to do it. Um, yeah. Has there? Do you like? Um, is there much in terms of like all the debate about uh, you know critical race theory and whatever in Louisiana? Do you do you get? Is there much down there or no? Um, well, I mean, we homeschool, so there's no critical oh, race right, theory right. in our classroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I, I don't. I don't know if I've heard much about it locally. I I, I haven't heard anything locally about it here. What, what what's uh what is it doing in uh, your state? Well, you know, I think uh, I think there 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 definitely is a little bit of a push to uh, to have more CRT related stuff. It's not. It's not blatant, and and honestly, some of it is not that bad. I mean, when you're, I think you're just teaching about different theories. I'm okay with that, you know. Um, when it's just being taught like propaganda, like this is the way it is, and you know, there's no other way of thinking. I'm I'm opposed to it. I think the real problem is the transgender stuff, like the the gender and sexuality stuff. It's really bizarre. Uh, uh, in the local school, I didn't know that was part of it. I mean, it's called well, it's not part of CRT. Theory. It's not part of CRT. I'm saying it's it's that's the propaganda that I'm that I'm having oh, trouble with. Okay. And and I'll tell you what, it's not really the. At least it appears to me that it's not really the schools. It's more like TikTok and the media and whatever. And this is why, yes. you know, I, I try to tell people like keep your kids off of social media. I mean, like what are you, what do you really you know what do you get out of it? Like what's the what's the trade off? You know, and it seems to me like. You you miss a lot of um, propaganda if you yeah because you're them. not there you don't yeah you're not there yeah you're not right, able to, right to interact to, with them to highlight say, it yeah yeah hey this is wrong right and and it's not even like like oh you can't you know you can't even conceive of this stuff or you can't even consider this stuff it's not that it's just that if they see things in social media where no other side is presented, then they just imagine that that's the way things are. You know, it's not fairly portraying the debate on on these issues, and that's what I'm I'm very much against. So what I've noticed is like the and the and the polls show this in in America that you know among our generation, you talk about like gay people, it's it's very low percentage. It's about one or two percent, and then transgender, it's a tiny percentage. I mean, it's like. 0.6 percent but you go to the next generation it's like 20 percent 
it's yeah. really bad like it's really bad and i don't think that's i don't think that's real i think that's you know um ginned up by by a lot of weirdos on uh on social media who are just making it cool who are making it trendy and kids you know like look it's natural when you're young to be confused about you know your identity you're growing up it's weird you know you feel awkward and uh it's just natural for to have kind of conflicting feelings about this but i really think these people latch onto that and they tell them like oh that means yeah. you're transgender that means that you're you know gender fluid or whatever and it's uh it's really bad so i think i think it's less about the the race stuff because that that's very black and white i mean not you know not to be uh, yeah, yeah not, not joke not intended um but it's like you you kind of you kind of know i think kids are kind of attuned to that because because it's more uh, black and white but the gender stuff is they sneak yeah, do you, do you it. Do you think that's something that will? I mean, we don't have. I mean, that generation is what mid. The, our oldest ones are like mid twenties. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's something that's a fad that will pass, or do you think? Oh man, I don't know. It's it's very. I you know, I'm worried that it's not because I I think that if you look back at what happened, you know, 20 years ago remember what conservatives were saying they were like oh all this you know gay wedding stuff and gay rights stuff like it's just a fad it's just gonna pass and they're like you know it's among young people but once these young people have kids and their kids start saying that they're gay they're gonna become conservative and and vote against it and that did not happen the opposite happened <laughs> like yeah. it, it crashed down pretty quickly you know um in the last like 10, 15 years. And what I'm afraid is that's going to happen with uh, transgender rights. But but you never know, because it does seem like that's just that's just so unnatural. You know, you really are going against biology and going against like just reality, you know, about um, like the, the heart, like the the gay sexuality and whatever like that just has to do with your feelings you know like how people feel and whatever but when you start talking about you know girls who feel like they're boys it's like well there's some very physical telltale signs of whether you are or not and so it's harder to argue against reality in that respect but yeah oh man I, what really worries me is is I feel like uh, I feel like our generation are we're just terrible parents, man. We're so lazy and we're so complacent, and we just let our kids do whatever they want. Yeah. But we coddle them, you know. We're afraid to let them go. like our generation. We uh, yeah, we've talked about this forever. We ran around, we got in trouble, we probably did things we shouldn't have, and our parents were like, "Ah, fuck it, who cares?" You know, like I lived through depression. What do I care? But well, nah, that was our grandparents. But man. but there was like a little bit of freedom and a little bit of danger, and and some bad things happened. But the generation kind of got stronger because of it. I don't think we're doing that with our kids. I think I think kids are coddled, and I think it's because, you know, um, we know we know more about like um, you know awful crimes that happen to children, probably because of crime podcasts, um, yeah. and we want to prevent absolutely every little thing from happening to children. But they're coddled now, and I think that's why you see, you know, they go to college and all of a sudden they're like offended by every little thing, and they really think that speech is violence, right? Why is that? I you know how, where do they get that? Like we taught that. them that somehow, yeah. you know. So um, because of that, I worry that yeah, the transgender thing is just gonna, you know, develop out of that, and uh, whew, we need to be prepared because uh, we're just getting older and passing out of, you know, um, relevance. And uh, just imagine what the next thing is after that. Once the transgender lobby wins and then uh the next thing comes up and they're like wait a minute that's a little going they're going too far now like i shudder to think what that might be yeah, what what is after that oh i don't even want to talk about it i don't uh, think we can i think it's legal right now oh okay uh, but uh but yeah i don't know man i'm pretty uh morally i think i'm i'm pretty uh pessimistic uh in in other respects you know i'm a little more optimistic but i don't know it's tough i you know hopefully there'll be a revival hopefully there'll be a, a swinging back to more traditional principles and uh you know uh respecting our uh um where we came from and all that kind of stuff uh, but that's uh, stuff to see i don't know oh. 
it's uh, you know it's up to each of us to 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 make sure our kids are raised in the right way and they avoid all that stuff. I think a big part of it is social media, man. If everybody just banned their children from being on social media until they were like 18, 19, this society would be way better, like a million times better. But we but they can't do it. This is like this I hear this okay, look. This is a this is not like like a, a accurate you know, a sampling of what's going on out there. But what I've seen in a lot of articles is you have um, children who like get um, get addicted to social media and they get bullied at school and they go home and they're bullied at home and they feel terrible. And uh, and then, you know, a small percentage of those people like they they commit suicide, they do horrible things, they cut themselves, they do all this stuff. And all of these articles that I read, the parents are like, we never saw it coming. We never we didn't know what was going to happen. And but they all say like like we couldn't keep our kids off of social media. They just oh. we could keep them off of it. And I'm like, what? You're a parent. Like figure it out. You know, I know it's look, it's tough. It's tough. You don't want your kids to hate you. But I don't know. There's a there's a big part of me that that thinks that parents are just are just w- are allowing kids to do way too much. I mean, just imagine what kids are exposed to if you let them, you know, have unfettered access to the internet. Holy Lord, you know, like all this horrible, horrible stuff that you and I had to go out of our way to find. Um, yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just at their fingertips, man. Do you remember? I mean, like, look, I don't know what your experience was, but when – when the when the internet like we're the generation where the internet really took hold right you had AOL and you could really have access to like all this terrible stuff that happened when we were like teens and older and younger um, and you like you had to control yourself because you could have access to the most horrific terrible awful stuff and it messes with your mind you know if you if it uh, it becomes a habit it habituates you it makes you you know do bad things and 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 I. You know, you don't want to overdo it. I mean, there's plenty of people who are fine, but I do think it ruins a lot of people's um, lives. And uh, so now imagine if you were eight and you had access to all that stuff. Oh, Holy gosh. crap. Man, it is terrifying. I don't, ugh, I don't uh, you know, those people, they don't know how to control themselves. Like you at 17 and 18, we could barely control ourselves. Just yeah. imagine, you know, being a 10 year old. On uh, I just saw this one guy on Twitter. He was just like, guys, I, I, I had to uh, I had to apologize to my child because because uh, I told him that he couldn't have his his iPhone you know 13C like the rest of his like the rest of his friends. Can you all tell me that I'm a good parent? Like this pathetic guy is like, oh, I feel so bad. Somebody was like, how old is your kid? He said 10. Oh man, oh it's so bad. Think about what it takes. Think about what it takes. Think about all your friends that you had when you were ten. There was always that one kid who was doing the worst possible stuff and showing you awful things. Now give that kid uh, internet access and unleash him on all the innocent children at a playground. It's terrifying, yeah. and that that's you know that's the reality we live in. Well, not you, because you homeschool. But uh, yeah, we had to go like to the back of the Walmart to look for that kind of stuff. That's right. That's right. Damn it. Where they had like used needles just sit laying on the ground. <laughs> like, whoa, what's this? What did you live in California? I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I ever saw used needles. Uh, even let's see. I never saw. Man, the first time I saw a used needle, I was like freaking thirty-five. Oh. <laughs> uh, I can't even think of the first time. Um, but uh, yeah, all right. Well, you let me talk enough where I uh, I argued myself out of optimism. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, why don't you tell everybody tell all the tell all the brand new right wingers who Elon Musk saved from oh. slavery uh, where uh, to find you? Uh, my new activated account is Saint RPH. <laughs> This is a been not shadow band. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What is it? Yeah, shadow band. That's what shadow band. Yeah. Am I shadow band? Probably. Mark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're all musk, musk pilled. We're not red pilled or blue pilled. We're musk pilled. Um, and you all know where you can find me. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, all right, we'll talk to you later.